Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 550. I don't know if there's a number that that's... I can't think... Five, five, 550, is there a delay pedal? I, anyway, it doesn't matter. I haven't come up with a number that has anything to do with 550, but someone will probably put me right. I am a little bit uh, bleary because uh, we've just got back from um, America yesterday, so I'm just... Uh, you, you regular tourers will be thinking, pa, that's nothing. That's no, no hint of a schedule. You should be bright and bushy-tailed. Anyway, uh, this is not a travel top podcast. It's the podcast, a Sonic Talk podcast, where we talk about all things to do with music technology, uh, recording, synthesizers, electronic music, uh, some DJ stuff, live production, studio production, all of those kind of things. So uh, do stay tuned uh, for about an hour of that kind of thing if you've never joined us before. And if you haven't joined us before, you should also really subscribe because when we go live, uh, which is one of the things we do every week, uh, then you will basically get a notification and you can join us live if you want. Uh, SonicState.com forward slash live. We've got an IRC chat room. Hello, IRC chatties, uh, which you can find on that page. And we've also got our YouTube live people in the chat room. So I always like to say hello to them. I want to say thank you very much to Isotope uh, for uh, providing a prize this week. I tried to get in touch before I came to make it RX7, but it's going to be Vocal Synth 2, which is an excellent vocal process processing plugin uh, so do stay tuned for that be about halfway through the show anyway so that's uh the intro's done let's say hello to everybody we'll start with mr rich hilton who's uh, and mr rich hilton who is wearing a sonic state t-shirt check it out look at that loud and proud <laughs> that, that color suits you very well rich goes beautifully with the lower third i think there may have been some kind of synchronization when we chose that color that it would be the sonic state blue but i can't vouch for it 100 percent. lovely to have you how are you rich I'm well, thank you. How about you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, we should point out that you're in a hotel uh, and you're on your iPad, which is not your usual thing. So that's a, there's a little bit of roominess going on, so I'm sure we'll forgive you. It's still pretty acoustically sound. Day off today, then, or are you mm-hmm. playing tonight? Uh, day off today. Playing, uh, well, I should add. A rare, a, where, playing, a rare day off. Playing with Chic at various points around the globe. I keep seeing po- uh, pictures of the today's office. Although you're not doing the office one, you're just, it's, uh, are you ready to party? Or what's the, what's the, uh, uh, get no, lucky, I did, I get lucky. It's the... I... <laughs> well, the last one was called, Do You Want to Party? Because that was the song that we performed for that packed room. But, um, yeah, I did an office picture that day. Ah, okay. Excellent. So, yeah, lots of traveling and lots of fun. Um, nice to see yeah. you, Rich. Always a pleasure. Nice to see you. So, uh, and we also have Mr. Gaz Williams, who's there in Bristol in his studio, uh, where he's producer, bass player, songwriter, music technologist kind of guy. Uh, how are you, Gaz? Yeah, good, thank you. I just want to say thanks to everybody who got in touch regarding last time I was on. I asked about, you know, people sending me ideas of new music to listen to, and I got plenty of uh, I got plenty of responses. So I've uh, it's been great. Been having a good old listen. I was listening today actually to Aphex Twins' new EP Collapse, um, and that's worth a listen. I mean, oh, oh ah, that Apex came out, always, did it? Always. It came out. Yeah. So oh, was uh, that you know led by that T sixty nine Collapse, which was the the song that right. had that kind of really amazing video. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of very full on Apex. But yeah, always always good. I mean, I'd like maybe a little bit more tune smithery in there. But it's, yeah, it's uh, not uh, his thing with Apex so much. Oh, I don't know. He can be really tuneful. I think that's. Uh, but but it's really good. And 
sort of the other discovery I've had, musical discovery today, is, and Rich might know this one, but it's an old Hall & Oates album, funnily enough, produced by Todd Rundgren called War Babies. Never heard mm -hmm. it before. Mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it, to be honest, a Todd Rundgren album from that period, like Todd or um, bit Wizards of True Star a little bit. But um, yeah, really good. Sort of like a different side of Hall & Oates, like a more experimental side. This, yeah, good. Just a little, a little tip there if you want to delve back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that, I did hear some Hall & Oates at the weekend. And funnily enough, the lift we were in, in uh, uh, the lift music in the uh, Yotel we were staying in in New York for this Yamaha Mode DX, which I will, will be on to later, um, played a lot of random tunes. And when, I remember hearing some Hall & Oates there, so that was kind of good. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, let's get on to some topics. Uh, first up, let's see. Uh, ah, now, I've, I've chosen this particular one, this particular video, because I feel it illustrates the whole point of this. Sergio, don't hurt him now. This is uh, Sergio Salim, who uh, is doing a kind of with the nice black uh, AX Edge Kita, which does look like an axe. I mean, it looks like you could sharpen that axe and, uh, and edge and wield it. But it also seems to be very historically accurate in terms of, you know, perhaps stylistically, shall we say. So it goes on. But anyway, this, this is the news of the uh, Roland AX Edge. I mean, I know that Kitars get a bit of a... Uh, a, 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 a bit of... Uh, what should we say? A bit of humour surrounding them. But, I mean, for performance stuff, you know, if that's your thing, then there are, I haven't been a lot of good quality, you know, high quality uh, ones for a while. And this is the new... I've got some... Uh, I'm on the product page here. It's got lots of rocking people rocking out with... Uh, spandex and uh, and oh no he's got there we go so this is the new ax edge it, it's it's got 49 keys uh nickel metal hydride battery uh wireless midi uh not wireless audio unfortunately four parts and a vocoder it's got, it seems like there's some maybe some of it's been taken from the uh jdx jdxi which was a great little instrument because uh, it's got a vocoder as well. I mean, in structure, I don't know whether the, the technology might be a little better or whether it's not got the analog side of it, but it looks like it's actually going to be quite a powerful thing. And the, there's another video, which I haven't got a link to on this one, but where they go over the, the way that it's... Um, uh, the expression stuff and it's got the mod grip which is really nice the sort of mod bar but it's also got this uh, uh, ribbon slider which is also pressure sensitive plus a, a, an assignable knob so there's a lot of expression there and aftertouch which you know if you're going to be sort of wading around the stage with one of these things then you want to be as expressive as possible it'd be terrible if there was like no velocity or pitch bend you'd look a bit of a chump mm. so because uh, you wouldn't be expressive but it does look like the sort of thing that you could use quite effectively you know without having to strap it on as well i was going to say so i mean baby guitar jokes aside it could be so because rich you were saying that you were looking for some your keyboard player and sheet was looking for some other form of vocoding he could use could you imagine i mean imagine having this this would be he would be able to step up and do his vocoding bits in a much more upfront manner if it was required you might assume that that discussion has taken place 
Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, it looks like this looks like a very nice product to me. Uh, for people who want something like that, and I'm not necessarily one of them, but um, it looks like a really nice product. And it's and the sounds that they're playing out of the thing sound very good and appropriate. And I hope I hope it sounds great too because it looks cool. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing that they've done is they can. You can reach, you can change the edge uh, plate, so they got custom stuff, which yeah. I'm guessing, you know, makes sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to go up front, you may as well make it customizable. I really like the angle, the angle preset thing that in that corner there. I thought that looked pretty good too. I mean, just uh -huh. in terms of performance, if you've got it there, then you want to be able to see that stuff. I need to get a feel for the left hand uh, aspects to see how expressive, how I feel playing that stuff to get those results that you need from a left hand on a synthesizer like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's well possible. I mean, the expressivity is probably the most interesting part because, I mean, you're either going to be playing, uh, you know, other stuff because, I mean, you know, let's face it. I mean, yes, the sounds in there may well be great and may be useful, but they might not be the sounds you've got or need on your record and you might be playing them somewhere else with a Bluetooth MIDI connection or whatever. So, I mean, the expressivity right. is going to, going to definitely come into it. Um, mm -hmm. I, th I think because uh, la last time we talked about guitars, there was there was quite a lot of humour around it, and I got uh, an email from a chap who uh, uh, was a, uh, an admin on the guitar group on Facebook and said that people were quite <laughs> actually quite upset about it. Which I, I mean, I think you know, let, let's keep things in perspective. When I say actually quite upset, I think probably <laughs> slightly miffed is probably more closer to the truth. Yes. I've I, I have taken it upon myself yeah. to order one of these for you to review. I hope you f you're okay with that. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just trying to work out what outfit to wear. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna pull it out. That I'm gonna pull it out of the bag for that one. You know? I think you so, should. Yes. So watch out. <laughs> oh yeah. I've already, I've already planned, I've already planned a few shops. I, I want some dry ice <laughs> and a monitor yeah. for your foot to put your foot on. Oh come on, bring it on. Yeah. So I mean, like we were having a laugh about things about. Uh, Kitas, but I, I was sticking up for them, and I really like Kitas, and I thought that this was amazing when I saw it announced because of because there is the individual customization aspect of it. And I mean, uh, there is something about that uh, what they call the edge, that replaceable part. Um, yeah, that says another. You one can there, actually a... paint. You can get blank ones, so you can paint your own designs onto them as well. So. Um, it comes so with two. Making... It comes with two in the box. It comes with two. Yeah, yeah. I've, and then I've I'm not sure if it comes. With... Sorry, I've ordered a black one for you. By the way, black yeah, because I thought be black. you probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in anticipation of the review, I've I've actually been delving into it a little bit, and uh, there is an app available which um, which you can download, and that kind of shows you what the synth engine comprises of. I have to say though, the app is horrible it's oh, really dear. not nice design it's just like a big long list i mean you know it, it, there's no graphics for the envelopes or anything it's just it's a long list of parameters and um but it is that it is that structure that we've seen lots of roland uh products with with the four partials and um loads of sample uh there's well there's va uh, waves in there, and then there's kind of PCM waves, and okay. um, what else is it? Yeah, that makes so sense. There's quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm imagining it's going to be supernatural based. Uh, yeah, I based would think on, so. You know, from what I was looking at, it looks like that's the engine that they're using. So 
that is going to sound good because that supernatural stuff does sound good. So, uh, so then, yes, it comes definitely to that um, expressivity aspect. And uh, there's a mono aftertouch on the keyboard, on the key bed. And then in that, on that left-hand grip, you've got uh, the things that you've mentioned. But also at the back, um, you've got like hold, you know, like a sustain button and you've got like a portamento button. Yeah, and, um, a unison and a button. A volume button. Yeah, and then what I think, and, and then there's like an attainable knob. And I think... I think it comes with like a kind of uh, like something that you can put over the knob that uh, over the over the uh, assignable. Knob oh yeah, it's like a rubber grommet, like, so it gets a bit bigger like and a, you get a bit more grip. Yeah, 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 yeah. So actually, you know, when you can, especially because you know, I guess most of it, I don't know how it will feel to play two-handed uh i mean i can't really play two-handed on a keyboard anyway so for me uh, one-handed is uh, definitely the way uh and then with the left hand all that so all that expressivity you know the uh, the after touch plus all the stuff in the left hand should mean that uh that you could do some pretty kind of wild stuff on it yeah there's um, uh, there are but, inevitably some shredding examples in the accompanying videos but uh, yeah. yeah that's what you'd just, expect so. a few things i just wanted to say though is that um when it runs on batteries you have to put those eight rechargeable batteries in yourself they're not it's not like it's not all in one big um i was a bit disappointed by that with some of the roland things like i've got like an amplifier here and and it's got like a caddy that the eight batteries can go into and then you just screw the caddy in and you can take the caddy out uh you can't with this so batteries are going to have to be individually pre you know pushed in and you get only four hours battery life with it as well so which you know, also good for a prog gig, right? So, <laughs> yeah. No, but, but I mean, that's just a fair point. Just for the sound check and very and, and just the, the time. You know, you don't want that to be running out of batteries. And as mentioned, there's only wireless Bluetooth, which I'm kind of wondering where we're at with wireless audio um, and why it couldn't have had a wireless audio built in. I'm sure we're there now. But we should have been able to have have that. So it would be a truly mobile thing. And yeah, why hasn't it got like a big lithium battery pack? Something you know, those are my those are my kind yeah, of I, I take concerns right now. It's an interesting mm. point you say about that because the whole, I mean, two point four gigahertz Wi Fi is definitely doable. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Bluetooth audio for real time playing because there is no. a certain amount of latency. But you can get pretty good stuff with. I mean, we used to use these. Uh, well, our radio mics are uh, two point four gigahertz band so there are bands available i just don't know whether or not there's enough phase coherency for stereo channels i'm not sure about that rich maybe you've come across yeah. that. have you seen any kind of stereo audio transmitters for that kind of thing i mean you get radio packs for guitars but you, you're not really seeing many of them for actual stereo line keyboard stuff i mean i know there is things but it's the latency that's the issue i think i don't see why there should be a latency issue because if you're transmitting guitar signals the other direction or in that direction, why I, I don't see whether I don't know. I've never actually shopped for wireless gear that involves using these things, so I'm not really sure. But yeah, it was, and I agree with guys. It'd be nice if they'd built it in, but um, it probably exists outside, and you're going to have a strap on, which is where most people put their packs anyway, guitarists and such. Yeah, so I think that mm. the reason why these things get a bad rap is because they kind of encourage people to do all of this silly posturing. 
I just made. Think that's what do you mean? What do you mean? Why, <laughs> have you ever seen Gaz? Play? Have you seen Gaz play, Rich? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> and I don't. I'm not calling Gaz out any in any way on this. It's just all of the ads have the guy doing oh, yeah. this, you know, and it's got this like level of aggression that doesn't really suit the keyboard kind of expression anyway. But but. uh mm. I think that's one of the reasons why it gets a bad rap is because uh, everybody, you know, seems to think that they're supposed to be able to shred at that point. And that's not, you know, necessarily yeah, what I suppose it, that, players I know mostly what need to do. <laughs> that's true. There's a, there's a perceived, there's yeah. a perceived wisdom, isn't there? They, the, the kind of guitar, if you're playing guitar, you're going to be giving it a bit of hip and a bit of elbow and stuff. But we, Keyboard players, some do, and that's fine, but it's not as large a body of uh, key- keyboard players mm-hmm. as it is a larger body of guitarists who give them an overdrive and a, mm-hmm. and, and a squealing guitar, and they're just sort of, you fall in, you, you can't help yourself, you know, so. I'm yeah. probably not that fond of it with guitar players either, so this is just a thing about me, I guess, but that, that kind <laughs> of, you know. Yeah. it does work yeah. I, I have to say because I, 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 I was I was in New York at the weekend I probably mentioned it more than once and uh, I went to Madison Square Garden and I saw uh, Childish Gambino and I've never been to Madison wow. Square Garden I've never seen I, I don't know much of Gambino's stuff I mean this is America and a few things and they had a moment where they did the you know this is where the guitarist steps on stage because it was basically him on stage and the band in sort of two orchestra pits next to each other next to him so he was holding the whole show with a few dancers occasionally but when the guitarist came up and did that thing that you sort of want to amplify in that space the audience responded so well you know it was it was visceral and i think that's the sort of oh, thing sure it it can work so incredibly well at times so yeah i mean it has its place yeah. but perhaps not you know on uh, in every in every arena, shall we say? Um, it's going to be about uh, eight seven nine, uh, I believe, a UK pound. So it's an expensive thing, you know. It's not a cheap. So so I guess for oh, that, it's probably pretty expensive. well built. You know, it's not expensive. I guess not, but it's not it, expensive. It makes a whole bunch of sounds all on its own. It's not just a controller. It, true, and it, that it does have wireless Bluetooth MIDI and. Uh, if it has, and it seems no, I think I think that's a perfect. I suppose it's going to be robust price. as well, isn't it? It's going to be properly robust. It better be. Speaking of ro- speaking of robust, though, I wonder how robust the Bluetooth MIDI is, though. I mean, because that was the other thing I was thinking about. If you were running it entirely wirelessly and and then using a sound module elsewhere, and then you'd be entirely relying on that Bluetooth MIDI. Oh, that's and true. I just yeah. wondered, sort of, what that would be like, because I mean. Uh, you know, I was doing a gig before Christmas time uh, using and I used this uh, wireless thing, and uh, it was. I think that was on. That was actually a ba- uh, not wireless MIDI. That was a bass. I was using it with my bass, and uh, but it was really susceptible to a lot of noise. Um, ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, You're not so wandering around the room we... with that so much, I guess. But yeah, I know. I take yeah. your point. It says it's got Bluetooth version uh, one four point one Bluetooth LE, and oh, I don't know yeah, what the def- yeah. I, I don't know what the range is on that, but yeah, I'm guessing Mm. it's the sort of thing that you'll find out as you step off the stage and stage dive into the audience, what to be carried across their backs (laughs) while you rip a solo that's playing on your main stage rig and then suddenly it all goes down. Yeah, that would be the time, right? (laughs) Yeah. See? <laughs> yeah, See? yeah I suppose. or whatever you know whatever oh, you might be doing or playing a delicate piano solo on the balcony you know whatever it may be 
but anyway it's available there's a new one and it's kind of you know it it does generate a bit of mirth because it's a, it is quite a specialist product but for if you need one then this obviously looks like it's kind of actually quite a good one to go for because it has a lot of features and it's pretty well built by the looks of things Oh, right, yeah. I think we got through that without too much derogatory. I hope the Facebook group people <laughs> will, and admins will be happy with that. So I just felt like I had to say that. Uh, I, I guess it probably makes sense to maybe go on to the Yamaha Mode X, which I now know is how you pronounce it, not Mod X, not Mode Mode X. Mode X is what it is, and this is the new. Uh, what video is that? That's this one. Hi, Mr. This Blake uh, Angelos. Uh, we're here at uh, New York. I pronoun- uh, mispronounced yes, his Yamaha, name. Uh, um, Yamaha Artist Services in New York City. I was, where am I? Yeah, I'm at Yamaha Artist Services in New York City. It's on Fifth Avenue, about 53rd Street or so down here in lovely Manhattan, New York, New York. City so nice, they named it twice, right? Exactly, no, did they? So. And did they do? And it's not raining, and it's been a great... We've, we've witnessed the yeah. streaming event, which all went very well. Yeah, yeah, I think it went great. And, you know, so what, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the new Modi X music synthesizer. So the Modi X is based on Montage DNA. It has the same AWM2 sample-based engine, exactly the same, actually. And then on the other hand, it has this really great eight-operator FM um, synthesizer, the 64-voice polyphony, total of 192-voice polyphony. So very powerful dual synthesis engine. And of course, in the middle, you have the Supernob, just like on the Montage. Again, it's Montage. Right, I mean, there's loads of specs available. There's quite a lot of videos available. I mean, there was some great performances by people out there as well. Uh, and, it, you know, just as a sort of summary, he kind of pretty much sums it up. The, the difference is basically you've got less polyphony, less controls, a much lighter case because, I mean, the thing about the montage was it's very heavy metal chassis, which actually, when you're gigging solo, it can be very, you know, it's like several several kilograms more if you haven't got someone to carry it for you you know and you need something lighter so it ticks a lot of boxes and it's a lot less expensive as well so you know if, if you want that sound and the fm i would say we've got the eight voice uh eight operator sorry uh 64 voice uh fmx engine as well so you know you get access to all of that stuff it's slightly less less insert effects but still 12 i mean you know and multiple parts uh, well, has some form of sequencer but they're not going for the kind of workstation thing I think that kind of the idea of the old school workstation where you do everything in the keyboard is falling away a little bit because you know it's so much easier to do things even on your iPad maybe on your DAW than it is you know prodding a screen and, and editing things like that unless you're just taking takes so I think that's why people are fa- it's falling away I mean although there are going to be people who really really want that kind of thing it's just not in this case I know Rich have you seen uh, many I mean mon- the montage and the, the this kind of class of Yamaha keyboards they don't come across as very sexy but they're very workhorse like you know people really trust the Yamaha thing and people <laughs> use them a lot live I know you use uh, RDU the Roland pianos which is a similar sort of class of, of thing you know not terribly sexy but just works and gives you a lot of features that you need for your thing. Um, do you see much of the Yamaha stuff when you're on the road with other bands? Yes, I do. Um, not I see some montages, but I typically see the uh, motifs. But yeah. um, I haven't actually gotten my hands on a montage and spent any time with it, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it or an impression of it. I suspect it probably sounds great. And my only question will be, what does it feel like to operate it? Because in general, in the past, my uh, experience with Yamaha instruments is they're not that just intuitive to me. 
right. um, as compared to certain other operating systems. But it's not like Roland is overwhelmingly intuitive either. So it's not, that's really not what drives my decision anyway. But I'd, like, I'd love to play one of these things. It looks like a fantastic product. And you and a bunch of other people who I know who attended this thing, who I respect, uh, all seemed very impressed by it. Yeah, it does, I mean, I have to say, it did sound good, and there were some great performances. I've got, I, I, I'm just before I come to you guys, I just want to run a couple of these. There's, uh, first one was, now, where is, I thought I had the window up there. Maybe I haven't. This is, uh, this is a guy called Nick, uh, Nicholas Semrad, and he was really interesting. He did the solo part to begin with, and he does some really interesting things with the performance side. What he's got there is a kick drum on the low key that's keying a ducking uh, side chain. So he can add this extra amplification. So he he basically is using a lot of uh, the performance side of things to kind of make, as he said, you know, he's, there are so many great players, so you need something else that kind of identifies you rather than just practicing 10 hours a day to beat them all for, for speed and technique. And, and he was really effective. So that was that guy. And there was also this amazing uh, uh, pianist called Domi, a French girl, who played, uh, it was just sort of, you know, astonishing. She sounded like Joe Zawinul, basically, and she was playing all this great stuff. And then at the end, they interviewed her and said, uh, so how long have you been playing now? So, since I was three. And she was 19. She's 19 now, only just old enough to come in the country and be able to play on a visa permit. That Her drummer, who was supposed to be there as well, who was 16, was not allowed in the country because he was too young to work in the States. Musically, you know, and it was, everybody was just sort of like, oh my God, you know, how the talent that anyway, but she was very impressive and the sounds she gave very impressive. But yes, you're right. It was an impressive demo. Gas, I mean, mm. I don't know. I, I, I think they're probably more prolific in the US, the montage and that side of things. Motifs, you see a lot of musicians playing, you know, they're sort of an MD's keyboard, aren't they? Sort of, you see them with a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's interesting how Yamaha have kind of stuck to their guns in a way with this uh, product. And, you know, I would I would have been interested to see if they'd have made like some sort of desktop unit or, you know, something without keys or something that could be just to give access maybe to the FMX engine side of things, you know, but uh, that, you know, that's the way that the market seems to be going. Uh, you know, well, certain aspects of the market, but they've really, you know, this is much more focused to being more like a kind of traditional keyboard synth affair, I, I guess, you know, more to the, uh, to the, to the player side of things. Um, with that said, though, it is interesting seeing the price point come down. I think that the, the, the Mo DX, so it's like Mo DX, like Mo, yeah, like more, like more, more DX, <laughs> okay. yeah, kind of, yeah, like more DX, yeah. <laughs> I think it will uh, load DX seven patches as well, yeah. There's a six, six yeah, is eleven, right. six is eleven nine nine, the 799, seven, right. the seven which is seventy six keys thirteen nine nine. These are UK pounds, and the eight mm -hmm. is sixteen three nine. Yeah, so you know, a lot of keyboard for the money, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, really interesting. I I think a lot of people though are really keen to to play around with FMX because you know FMX yeah. had this really in, interesting um, sort of revival in 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 the last year or so. Uh, so this certainly brings that price point sort of a bit closer. I mean, yeah, as I say, I'd like to see them just yeah. I mean, you're not alone. Away you're not alone. From, 
A no, lot of people exactly, were saying, exactly, you know, can it, we just have the FMX engine yeah. with a with a with a redesigned case so that the GUI is yeah. a bit different? Because I mean, right. one thing that you could yeah, say exactly with the Yamaha, yeah. the Yamaha uh, OS and the Yamaha GUI is obviously functional. Lots of people have used it, and it's kind of got a history through from the Motif right the way through. So you know, it has all of that uh, heritage. So you don't want to alienate yeah. your existing customers. No, but by the same token, no. it's not very sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the sort of thing that makes you feel. Uh, you know, maybe connected emotionally or whatever, you know, which or, or, or desirability. Yeah. And I think if they could figure out, and in this, I mean, it's, and to be fair, you know, yeah, many have tried mm-hmm. with an FM interface. So, you know, it's not yeah. as if it's an easy task, but that, I think you're right. If they could do an FMX engine mm. synth that was just really rocking, they would, they would do well. What it what it did remind me of, though, in a way, was probably the closest I've seen to a hardware version of Omnisphere. Actually, when you look at the the structure of it with the eight, um, like how does it work now? I think there's like, is it like eight eight part or sixteen part multi timbral? But each each part can 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 consist of eight um, like elements, and those elements then can be, uh, you know, are, are, are like kind of complete synthesizer voices in, in their own right. So, yeah. um, so it's very complex and very deep synth engine on there. And, um, and you can create very complex splits and use and making patches, which combine the AWM2 engine with the fmx engine as well so uh so it's definitely a, like a rabbit hole kind of synthesizer as well um and and that did get me thinking whether how many people who would be buying it to use it as like a kind of stage keyboard would actually use go the down DX. that sort yeah. of programming kind of route so uh, that, that's one thing i was just i was uh i was intrigued about but uh but I mean, it. I mean, it does sound really good, though. I do. Uh, what's that? What's that guy called again? Nick? What? I've got to check him out. He's Nick, something else. Uh, Nicholas Semrad. He's got okay, some cool. stuff on. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I should point out, we did uh, we did an interview with Richard Devine, uh, who was there playing with his modular, and he was using it uh, um, for uh, alongside of those voices as well. And that was great, and we talked to him about that. And he programmed a lot of the voices, uh, uh, um, the FM side. He didn't do any of the WM two stuff, as far as I could tell. He was much more. He, but he's an, an FM nut, and I was kind of saying, well, you know, is he the only guy in the world who can listen and know which? parameter to tweak when he hears a sound to change the character of the sound you know because i mean instinctively you know you'll go i want to dull it down i know what to do with the envelopes or maybe the oscillator mix or the waveform selection but with fm it's a kind of abstract concept so it's a much harder thing to get inside and instinctively work with rich seems like he might have something to say there well yeah <laughs> this might be a good time to mention the new uh f expansion cypher 2 synthesizer which in fact puts fm within a fairly traditional synthesizer framework structure and allows you to do. So if you did, if you were at that moment that you just described where you wanted to dull it down, you would actually have absolutely no problem doing that and assigning it to any one of, I don't know, a ton of uh, real-time controllers and, and such. Yeah. So it's it's something I've been playing with recently anyway. It's called Cypher 2 and it's from FX and it has some very cool FM stuff in it. I think we might have mentioned it at the t- when it came out, but I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Cypher 2, Sound of One. Yes. 
there we go. I, I won't play that at the moment, but yeah, there are. I mean, there are some software solutions, I suppose. I, I guess you know that, and that would, if you could hook it up with a controller that was easily assignable and and had that persistent kind of control across patches, it would certainly make sense. But I haven't tried that out yet. I mean, uh, I will definitely do so. And I know that um, there there are other synths. I'm, I'm struggling to remember what any of them are at the moment. But there are some other synths which are much simpler. We talked about it, I think, maybe last week. There was that the uh, the, the the sort of two operator, that essentially two sine wave approach that with the native instruments uh, reactor has, which ended up in those uh, instruments by Stefan Schmidt. Uh, you, you know, show that you can get these incredibly complex things just by audio rate mod and careful feedback control and things like that. So, yes, eight operators. And it's got something like 88 algorithms, I believe, because Richard started dialing through them and it was just like, oh, my goodness. But you can modulate that. You can modulate the algorithms. And assi- and the other thing about the super knob was, you know, he was quite excited about it because it's although it's it seems gimmicky and, it, you know, it's, it's right there front and center and has got flashing lights, but you can automate so many things, but you can attach up to 128 parameters in varying degrees of positive and negative, uh, you know, modulation amounts. So you can get some very, very deep and very... I guess expressive stuff because you have the cadence of how you might turn the knob. So yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting. I imagine they'll probably want to send us one to have a look at, um, seeing as they paid my flight to New York oh. and put me up at a hotel. <laughs> but that's the deal. You know, I had a, by the way, I had a lovely time, and I'd have to say, if you get a chance to see um, uh, Childish Gambino, although he did announce that this was his last tour, if you're if you're on one of the, it is absolutely amazing. He's absolutely brilliant. His band are. Uh, completely solid and rocking uh, at this point I should probably do a quick word for uh, our friends over at Isotope because I've been gabbling for a while so let me just pop that in there then it's Isotope because uh, we've got a uh, a prize this week of Vocal Synth 2 uh, we will be talking about Isotope a bit later actually because they've also got RX7 uh, and Vocal Synth 2 brand new redesigned vocal processing system new biovox module for vowel uh, control and re voicing i guess brilliant pitch control much better vocoder more presets more effects more vibe as they say reorderable effects if you want to check it out head over to isotope.com forward slash vocal synth and of course if you want to uh, win uh, a copy of it you can enter the competition by I'll put that on the screen now uh, we're looking for the hashtag vocal adventures one word and the hashtag vocal synth 2 to at sonic state and at isotope inc that's the hashtag vocal adventures and the hashtag vocal synth 2 to at sonic state and at isotope inc and entering that on twitter and you'll get entered for the competition so um let's take a quick look at this one yeah this is okay i'm just going to remember which video is because i jumped topics there a little bit uh this was from you rich and this is yeah i mean this is basically isotope's new rx7 is out is a revolutionary source separation tool and they've got music rebalance which comes in standard and it's you know we've seen these kind of vocal removing and track separation things in the past and they kind of work okay but they're not that i've not heard anything quite as good as this before so let's use music rebalance to isolate this vocal here's that vocal isolated just for one there are now some artifacts introduce that vocal into a whole new environment but not really a whole lot of them <laughs> Right, so I mean, that's one of the things you could do. The other thing that you could do is kind of rebalance elements within it. And they, there's an, a, another uh, uh, demo later where they say, you know, this track 
the percussion's too loud and the vocal's too quiet. So they turn the percussion down and turn the vocal up. And it's like, wow, that's actually very impressive. Now, Rich, you were first, you you, know, you suggested this as a topic. So I'm guessing, you know, and I know Dave Smith, uh, Dave Spears has been using this a lot and he's raving about it. Uh, have you had a chance to try it out? I haven't used RX. Oh, ha. Oh, I am on. Okay. You are. Uh, no drinks yet. I haven't used RX-7 yet, but I was incredibly impressed by this demo, and I'm pretty sure that the first time anybody walked up to me on a retail sales floor and asked me if we had a box that would take the vocals out of an existing recording was 1979. <laughs> so this has been a long time in coming, this this thing, and uh, it does, the, the demos are really, really impressive. They extracted that vocal and laid it into another track and it sounded with great. with a lot and of effects on as well it seems to handle the effects really well which is most interesting yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and they did other things in rebalancing they had a track that was kind of percussion heavy and vocal light and they managed to rebalance that and uh it's all hocus pocus man it's all stuff you that you know last week you couldn't do kind of thing and yeah. uh that's amazing to me yeah it's very it's impressive amazing. Uh, there was another demo as well uh, where I think uh, what was the other thing that I found uh, the rebalance was one of them and what was the other what was this one I'm just trying to remember now I thought I the latest advances in isotopes assistive audio technology yes assistive audio so basically this is comes in music so it'll just examine the audio and you can tell it what kind of stuff it is and then it'll just kind of go we've got any clips clicking hum noise and it creates a suggested processing change chain and then you can just hit it so it simplifies things to a degree and letting rx7 analyze the audio repair assistant then offers different processing suggestions to help give you the best result as well as three different intensities, light, medium, or aggressive. You can Aggressive would be for the keytar track, obviously. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, I mean, the idea of kind of creating, because they've gone, gone large on the assistant in, in previous bits of software mm. as well, haven't they? With Ozone and with uh, yes. the, other, the yeah. other side of things. And so Neutron. this is a Neutron. And this is, so I can see why, because RX, when you get into it, I mean, we use it quite a lot for video stuff here. So, you know, to, mm -hmm. particularly if you've got reverbs, lots of reverb on a vocal and you need to kind of focus the, 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 the talking head a bit more in, in, to the user or, you know, there's, there's harm or there's a bit of noise on the dialogue track. I mean, we use it all, and it is quite scientific you know it does get you have to get in there and really you know although most of the time the auto mode works really well i usually back it off a tad from that but i mean so they've, they've taken it a little bit further and this is all available in the standard version which is impressive i know gaz i mean you, you you're an rx user right yes and neutron and ozone um um but i haven't got seven yet but i'm very keen to try that out i have been using the mastering assistant in ozone a lot more than i thought i was going to use um you know there's all these things like lander and all these different automated mastering uh op options out there which i've been a little bit you know raised eyebrow to but um the mastering assistant in ozone gets you really close it certainly gets everything set up in a very useful way and and uh so and similarly with neutron you can so get they get that technology nice is, is working pretty well for them, right? Because it it works on um, right. it works on um, crowd, not crowd. It's like AI, but analyzing lots and lots and lots and lots yep. of music, and then applying yep. that to the hive mind. I suppose, yep. isn't it? Yeah. So 
seeing this and I, and I think that what well, you just shown in the, de- in the demo there giving you a bunch of options and then an amount choose of on the different options is a fantastic workflow uh, uh, design that is I re- you know I'd love to see that actually in the mass in the mastering system some different choices and then being able to sort of right it's like the old it's like the old uh, the old photoshop thing where you kind of like go i want to modify this and it used to give you kind of like 20 20 different versions of that you know the redder greener and you just go that one and then it would it would go okay variants of that one that you've chosen i mean that's the sort of same yeah. principle it makes a lot of sense i suppose mm. yeah definitely and and i mean i with those kind of technologies i always try and create my own version of it and see how far i can get with it and then compare and see, you know, just to sort of see if this is a, a, a technology that is going to be useful. And um, I've really enjoyed it so far in, in the applications I've used it for. Um, but again, I mean, something that when these technologies become available and, and you know, widely available, I'm always interested to see what kind of crazy stuff people are going to be putting out on YouTube, you know, weird, you know, like people are going to be taking, doing the craziest mashups, doing, being able yeah. to do things that you've just never had the uh, ability to do. And I was just thinking about like, if you combined Melodyne 4 with this RX, you know, so pull all the parts out with RX and then feed it into Melodyne and just, uh, you yeah, know, that's starting to get a, I mean, starting it's to get a bit scary. I'm just glad, I'm just glad it's not go. an iOS app because then it would be everywhere. You know, at least this is sort of a, a priced up professional, <laughs> yeah. professional tool. So yeah, you know, hopefully it won't, it won't yeah. permeate uh, everything, but yeah, I mean, like <laughs> it, it, it makes, you're right, Rich, you know, you, last week you couldn't and now you can. I mean, it's, it, it is those sort of things are paradigm shifters, aren't they? Yep, they certainly are. And Isotope has done a bunch of that in the last, I don't know, decade. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, it comes as usual. I think it comes in the uh, standard. They comes in the standard, which is more aimed at kind of musicians. And then there's the uh, uh, advanced, which is more aimed post-production film, that kind of thing that gives you a lot more. And there's obviously upgrade paths and it takes you, you know, where you need to go. So I would check check out the pricing stuff. But I mean, you know, I, I will be, I might be writing a letter to our friend at Isotope asking if we can have an upgrade <laughs> as long as our computer can handle it. I mean, I don't know. They're pretty good on optimization and stuff. So, but yeah, another one of those uh, paradigm shifting moments for sure. Um, okay, right. Uh, there's a, uh, oh yes, we we didn't mention this, but I'm going to mention it now. This is the Expressive E uh, Touche Ooh. SE. We shot a video with them last week, or maybe it was a week before, I can't remember now. No, it was a week before and we published it last week. Monday. This is the brilliant Arthur Boufflet, who is their demo product guy. like a lot of tables work surfaces were harmed during the uh, built setup of this video drilling holes and putting grommets in He's a great musician. But yeah, anyway, the uh, Touche SE, it basically takes the original Touche, uh, removes the MIDI output and the uh, CV outputs, drops the Pice a bunch, and the whole thing goes via USB. But you can still obviously address MIDI in the outside world via going through your door and a MIDI interface and CV if you've got sort of that kind of thing. And it runs using the Lie uh, software, which has... 
it's like a, a VST host, so it allows you to map things very easily and then save and recall those. And they've got presets you can store on things. It's exactly the same, essentially. Uh, the Lie engine uh, is based on, I think, the uh, uh, UVI Falcon. And it's really, uh, some of the sounds in there are really great. I know, Rich, I mean, you're a Roly user, right? You like the, that, you know, express. Have you tried one of these things? Because I think you might, you might have it. I have it. Yeah, I need to, I need to play around with it. It looks cool. Sounds, you know, the guys who use it get good stuff out of it. And uh, I need to see how it feels in my hands to know if it's right for me. But I know people who love it. Oh, well, uh, yes. In fact, here's one. Bo Beats in the chat room. Hello, Bo. I think uh, you and Gaz met up in person a couple of days ago. Uh, he's been playing with the SE this week. Not bad at all. I prefers the original, obviously. I guess that's just purely because of the extra connectivity and you don't have to have a computer involved. So I get, but you could probably, I reckon yeah. you might be able to set this up with uh, an expert sleepers FH one, or, you know, one of those things that will take USB and convert mm. controllers to uh, CV. So it might well be something you use with that. I know Gaz, you're a fan, aren't you? Oh, huge fan. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I still maintain, I think it's one of the greatest things I've seen in the last five years in music technology. It's so good. One of the things I particularly loved about the original though, was the way that it would play well with, CV and MIDI and uh, USB. So, you know, when I saw this, I thought, okay, makes sense. And it, and it is a, you know, it's a significantly cheaper product. So I think it's a really good idea that, that it hopefully will um, put it into the hands of more musicians. And, you know, and you said that about Arthur, his, his demos are just exquisite. He really brings a beautiful musicality to it. And, uh, and I think showcases what makes this such a great product is it's, is the is is the musicality within it and how it really does um lend a beautiful uh expressivity to to pretty much you know any any sound you can imagine um uh, i've got it set up in a quite an interesting way in my setup uh, the, the, all that kind of heath robinson stuff behind me there um i've got i can step through with the different presets uh, and like you see on a different preset, I can have like different MIDI channels and different setups. Um, so I can just step through it and then ad address all of the different things that I've got behind me or uh, yeah, it works extremely well actually with, um, the electron analog, uh, the analog four. Um, yeah. but this, yeah, as I say, it makes a lot of sense, um, making like a kind of more cut down one. And I like the way that they've made the, uh, the wooden top, uh, black in this case. So it's got a very subtle visual identity yeah, 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 yeah. To, to the original one. Uh, but, but ultimately there's no compromise whatsoever on the thing that counts, which is that playability and you know i really urge people to have a go on because it's interesting it's, it's interesting i know that because i've i've tried yeah. the roly and uh the expressive yeah. and the roly is is not as delicate the the, the expressive has got a really delicate touch i mean you can modify it but it's incredibly mm. it feels like you don't have to modify how you apply your sense of touch to it quite so much as you do yeah when you're working with the Roly stuff, which is, again, got it's MP, it's a very different it's thing. That, it's, you, you, you're absolutely right. That, and the knob is a sensitivity control there. So, you know, you can literally just just, just very softly just drag your fingers along the top and get, um, you know, useful results from... Um, so, mm, I mean, I was thinking, actually, about the Expressive E when we were looking earlier at the uh the axe edge you know with all the stuff that you've got in the left hand there um you know if you use the expressive with a monosynth for instance i i, I really enjoy it with uh the um 
with the Erebus that I've got uh, set up behind me. Um, mm. Although obviously this new, I'm using the CV controls there, but the, obviously this new one hasn't got that. But uh, it 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 just it, like he doing very subtle kind of pitch movements, and um, it's really great how you can like just just do these like rhythmical effects. Us, uh, it. it it just feels like it expands your possibilities that are really wide open. Love it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think this is great, and I, I hope it does really well for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly, uh, Synth Anatomy, uh, hello there, Tom, uh, in the chat room, also said, mm -hmm. what, what about that with a Roly and Touche? That would be that would be bonkers amount mm -hmm. of, uh, of additional yeah. control. I mean, that's the thing, I suppose. How much control is too much, Rich? Is there, you know, because there comes a point where it's, it's like certain instruments are just really hard to play, like theremins, because it's, there's too many variable points you know it's hard you, there's no there's no quantization in it you know unless you're using one of the new ones so you know when you get too far down the line it's sometimes quite hard to you know it's like playing a fretless instrument where you have to be precise and train and whatnot yeah. i guess yeah exactly and right. i've spent two years trying to get my rolly chops up <laughs> right because you have to play it because you have to play it in tune and it's not just the piano and uh yeah. and uh that's the uh that's the blessing and that's the because you have to learn how to tame it you have to learn how to play it that way and that's why a violin isn't a guitar although yeah. there is a guy named mark wood who plays a fretted violin but um you know well, that's interesting <laughs> yeah yeah he's an electric violinist a fairly flamboyant and very technically proficient electric violinist who uses a fretted violin but but point is um this kind of control can or, you know, may or may not involve, you know, pitch variation, although it can. And I quite enjoy that it does. And I love playing, uh, trying to play keyboards in tune. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, I, I mean, yeah, no, but I, I, I actually think when you're playing big chords or cluster chords, it's actually quite nice to wobble the pitch around randomly in them. You get this beautiful yeah. sort of, uh, it's unique voicing to you because it's not done via modulation. It's done by your sense of touch. And that's the thing I really liked about well, that. You can play these lovely chords and then just wiggle them a bit, you know, and you, or your, mm -hmm. the inaccuracy yeah. in synthesis, at least sort of almost sounds, sounds quite nice as long as you're not too far off the mark, of course, but, but yeah. yeah. Any, anything that makes you feel more connected to the sound that you're trying to generate and manipulate is a good thing, really, I think. And that's what makes yeah. things work for us, you know, including this controller that we discussed, the name of which escapes me at the moment. Touche, yeah. Um, Touche, well, yes. The it's interesting. I, I, the, yeah. I, I agree. No, I absolutely agree. I I always thought that the uh, the Roly they could release one key. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like have like one key of the Roly, so you get the slide, you get the you know, you get an, enough it's movement. More or less, to, what this is. Yeah, it sort of is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of. Yeah, it's. Hmm. Uh, can I say something about Lie though? I think Lie is very nice design to it. I think it's got, I mean, you know, at first there's, you know, a few eyebrows raised, you know, with sort of thinking about like automap or these kind of things where you have to have a wrapper, you know, the, your software inside of another piece of software. But it does make a lot of sense. It's got a very nice design. Um, and you can have eight destinations set up. You've got like essentially four you know you've got like a two know, sets of, like of a, access but you can assign them all to yes. the same access if you want yeah 
Yeah, and then, and then you can, there's a lot of granularity you can get to in sort of how you can control the ranges of those. So, for instance, you could have, um, you know, one where it only moves in the, um, between the middle and a little bit forward and a little bit backwards, uh, or one then that goes the whole range. So uh, there's a lot of creative possibilities in the way that you set it up. So I think that that's worth uh, that was worth exp explaining because you know, and and just one more thing is something that actually makes the uh, touche quite unique. I think is the fact that if you press it in the middle, you can apply pressure to the front axis and the rear axis simultaneously yeah. you see so that's one thing and i'm sure that's actually that's, that's kind of interesting because i'm sure you know with something like bohm's midi translator or something that can take you know it's like if if you get two simultaneously you could be generating a third uh, controller you know there are things that you could do for mappings that would actually you know you would apply rules so if you've got you know this controller mm. coming in and maybe a modifier key you know there's loads of i mean you know there there are midi modifying software things if you're working in the computer that allow you to apply all sorts of rules i mean you could probably do it in logic you know in the environment you know if you get this in and that then multiply this by that and turn it into this you know you, there are all sorts of things that you can do yeah. that would give you even more i mean that's getting pretty technical and probably not for everybody <laughs> but you know those are yeah. the sort of things that i guess you can do um, yeah, and that's very. I think it's um, two nine nine, isn't it? The expressive. Nope, no, no, no. Two two nine. I think two two nine. I do beg your pardon. Yeah. Yes, two two five UK pounds. Two two nine. Two, two, uh, uh, and two two nine euros and two two nine dollars. So yeah, we're we're rapidly approaching. Yeah. Brexit currency pra parity. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yikes. Let's not go there. But yeah, uh, yeah it's, it, that's mm. what's starting to happen now. Um, okay. Well, I think that probably brings us kind of pretty much we've we've got through to all our mm. topics, which is great. Um, before I go, I should just sorry, Gaz. Yep. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, there's a, there is a whole bunch of other things, isn't there? The um, the, the TCEMT has just been announced, hasn't it? Uh, which looks really cool. Just in, in, in terms of it's the next one in the range that they've done where they've made a dedicated USB controller to, you know, to sit on your desktop and give you, uh, and, and they've kind of made it operate just like they can, you know, they did it before with the, the, uh, the 2290 delay. Now they've just done a similar thing now with the EMT250. Uh, reverb. Um, so there's a bunch of sliders and controls on there. Um, oh man, that looks. So that, that's got the. That's got the. Uh, the Ursa Major yeah. space station kind of. Oh, with those fantastic cool. faders. Aren't they cool? <laughs> and it's got good metering. Uh, good metering on it too. So I mean, this is again is a new newish sort of idea that you know say we saw it with the two two the, the twenty two ninety and now seeing it with this again, uh, and they're quite compact. They're quite small. Um, like I've, I've used the 2291 and it is a the lot smaller boutique, than I was expecting. Boutique controllers. Oh, there we <laughs> yeah. go. Oh, but no, they've got all those. Oh, yeah. that one of the things that's super cool about this is that people who who use them have sworn about how the interface is, is a big part of the experience of it. So having this device then mimic the actual uh, interface, you know, the user experience, I think... Yeah, I think it looks brilliant. I'm oh, really yeah. Into that. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. The uh, the EMT mm. to, uh, the DVR two fifty is one of the ones I used to use quite a lot on the um, uh, when I when I was using UAD stuff. Uh, you know, for, in well for whatever reason, and I, I really used to like that one. And that so I think it's three four nine. It'd be great if you bought it and you got so. Do you buy? Do you get the UAD version of it as well? That would be. Oh no, you wouldn't get. Oh, it. It's know. not UAD, is it? Of course, that'd be stupid. No, of, maybe they really make stupid. a UAD version. Of it. 
Wow, it'd be great if you could. So you could map the map those to UAD version because that's where I've experienced this before. Mm. It does look lovely. All those. Oh yeah, <laughs> good shout, Gaz. Yeah, yeah okay. Mm. I don't know. Do you, Rich, do you miss those Lark days when you had the big the the, the big the uh, uh, LRC or BRC in the, uh, for, for the lexicon in the middle of the console and you could reach for it and tweak your bug beans preset or whatever it was. Uh, I miss it in that nostalgic way that I miss being in those rooms with those people and doing those things. But I'm quite happy with the way I'm able to get those results now. Yeah, I guess. Um, and I, I would second your uh, approval of the uh, EMT 250 emulation in UA. I quite like it. And uh, my favorites these days are exponential audio. But I'll bet you this TC thing sounds great because their reverbs usually do. Yeah, I'm sure we're right. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, good call, guys. I mean, you could build a console and maybe yeah. match them together, just have like a couple of those in the middle. You know, that was, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I can imagine that people, do you think people are going to design their studios around this new hardware? <laughs> yeah. 350 buck I mean, MIDI just, controller. They just strike me as being that happy marriage of you know doing stuff in the box but still having that enjoyable hands-on effect but i think especially the you know metering metering aspect of it just kind of that'll be in there i think yeah it's really good um one other thing if you don't mind i'd like to mention though is gesturement pro uh, which is an ipad app and an iphone app and that is really really interesting and that we covered it on sonic touch uh, a few years ago the original gesturement um which you can kind of think of it almost a bit like an arpeggiator but it's something else really and what what's happened with gesturement pro is um i think jesper nordin who was the original programmer has collaborated with jonathan lindahl uh, i'm not sure excuse my uh, pronunciation there but he's one of the real superstars of ios he's the guy behind aum mixer the mixer and um sector and uh, audio share and various other kind of absolute essential iOS things so uh, and it's got his professional touch on it there but what Gesturement Pro allows you to do is have up to 16 different um, well there's built in sounds or you can use it with MIDI and, and you can move these like nodes around the screen and you can set various musical rules to the different uh, nodes thing, right. okay um, yeah, oh yeah, it's like a kind of, uh, uh, I know, it's like a kinetic controller type thing, if you want it to be that. Yeah, yeah, but it really does let you get into quite a lot of um, depth with it. Uh, and just, yeah, I think it's it's well worth well worth looking into. Uh, one, sure another thing that's out, worth mentioning, it? because I completely forgot, sorry, mm. was uh, I didn't announce the winner of last week's competition. <laughs> Uh-huh. which I probably should do. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. the la- last week's winner is a chap called John McCulloch from Dublin in Ireland. Uh, and if you would like to get in touch, uh, John McCulloch, uh, you'll have had to watch to the rest of the to the end of the show to find out. Um, please do. And you will be uh, given a copy of Vocal Synth 2 by Isotope. Sorry, I didn't uh, get around to that. That's a bit uh, remiss of me. There's always something. I blame mm-hmm. the jet lag. OK, well, folks, I think <laughs> we're probably going to wrap things cool. up uh, a little bit now. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us Gaz uh, it's been a pleasure to have you we'll speak again soon uh, no doubt and uh, uh, thank you I look forward to your keto you- review oh, I can't wait I've just got to get that outfit sorted <laughs> I'm going to see if I can back home an afro for it as well 
And yeah, so the other thing that we we I was going to mention was we're we're planning a Sonic State event, which will be coming up twenty uh, fourth of Did November. I only mentioned it. Yeah, so, <laughs> I didn't uh, know you were going to say it. I said I'd mention it. We haven't got that's as far as we got. We've got a date and we've got a few things. So stay tuned. There'll be more mm. information coming on that soon. So yeah, yes. uh, that'll be in Bristol. And Rich, thank you very much for joining us as well. It's been a pleasure. I hope your trip in London, your stay in London, your day off in London is is as fun as it could be. I hope it's fundan for you. It is. It has been. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. All right. All right, folks. Well, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll see you all next time. Uh, that's it for Sonic Talk mm. episode 550. Uh, and we will be back 550? Yeah. I think Ooh. it was 550. Wow. Yeah, 550. Good Lord. It's What's a that, DR 550? Num- yeah, that's Listen. true. Yeah, there was, wasn't there yeah. a, uh, isn't there a 550, well, which is a rack mount uh, D50? Yes. Yeah, there was a D550. D550. There we go. There's a number to conjure with. See you later, folks. Thanks for joining us. Hey. Bye-bye now. Awesome. <laughs>